With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road house protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TA-KO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show comes to you live from sunny Southern California. All right, we're watching day two of Tiger. And, of course, uh, the the struggle is real. If you heard from Isaac Lohenkron, he struggled out of the gate, although he is in prime position uh, for a birdie on the fifth hole. Uh, he bogeyed. The four, the fourth hole, but I you know missed a a par putt by so he's had a couple tap in bogeys. Um, obviously you know like a lot of this you, you you trace it back, and the further you drive it, and the more accurately you drive it, the more your second shot can set up a better putt right and in an up and down if you will, um, on the 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 fifth hole which he just on his second shot is, I don't know, feels like five, six feet from, from the hole, perfectly dead set in the fairway. So some of it does come down to your drives more so than anything else. 
obviously golf can be a second shot game, especially at the Masters, where there's no real rough there. There's nothing, not not the danger that there is at say U.S. Opens or or even Open Championships where you you can get it in the hay or 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 the wind can pick it up. This is a a great second shot event, but when your first shot explodes the way it used to for Tiger. It was a different golf course. Here's Tiger on how he ended up after round one. Let's go back to yesterday. And I was able to get into the red. I got out of there and got to even par. Made two stupid mistakes at eight, back to back. Loss of concentration a little bit there, mm-hmm. but I fought back and, um, and for the day to end up in the red. I'm right where I need to be. So I think my issue with he does at times let us in a little bit. Right. Like, have you ever thought, like, what is in Tiger's mind? And right there, he gave you a little snapshot. You know, I was able to get in the red, but then made two mistakes at eight and loss of concentration. Like, okay, so what were you thinking? Why was it there? What were you thinking about? Here's how he felt during round one. I felt good. The whole idea was to keep pushing, but keep recovering. And, you know, that's the hard part is, you know, each and every night to recover. And I've been doing that. I figured once adrenaline kicks in and we get fired up and I get into my, my little world, um, I should be able to handle business. Get into my little world. Can you imagine? Like, how do you, the ability to compartmentalize is a real, real gift, you know, is the, you should be thinking about what we talked about yesterday what a miracle it is to just be here, you know? Ah, he just missed that. Uh, he missed the, the birdie putt on five, so he'll tap in for a par on five. So, And I'm sure this is kind of what he's going to be talking about, which is missed opportunities to score, and that's one. Or he's two over if he makes that putt. Now it's a very, fairly easy tap in, although downhill, so he's taking a little bit longer than he normally likes to. Um, but the the idea is... How do you, oh, he bogeyed that one as well. Dang, dude. Bogey's on four out of five? Oof. Yikes. Yikes. My bad. Jay, when you're watching, what are you thinking? I I can't help but think, you know, the whole thing coming into the week was uh, not necessarily how he plays, but how he recovers. Uh, And I think that there, I can't help but think that just yesterday was, was was so good and everything, but I think the recovery may have been uh, waning a little bit. Um, I I have no idea if that's the case, but that's the first thing that comes through my mind as I see him struggle here, and it's strange to watch Tiger bogey four out of five. Mm, um, well, let's see. Let's let's see because if if your logic was um, if your logic and your logic's pretty sound. Um, then he'll loosen up and he'll play, play better, you would think, on the back nine. I think the problem becomes that um, y- you don't know, and this is what makes golf so hard. I have a friend on the tour, and it's it's really interesting to talk to him because I remember him talking about, his name, his name is Scott Stallings. Scott's, uh, I don't, he's not playing, I don't think he's playing at the at the Masters. And I remember Scott telling me about the first time that he was in the final group and about it wasn't just hard because of that round, you know, being the final group. And it wasn't just hard because of the day leading up when everybody else is teeing off and you're kind of in the catbird seat. But it's more about you get done with the you'd get done at 18 the night before or the day before. And then you go through your team. A lot of guys go back out 
and hit some more balls and work on some things. And then you rehab and you eat. And like that space of time, your mind starts working a million miles an hour, like literally a million miles an hour. And you can't really, um, you, 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 you can't really uh, calm down or, or, or relax. Now, Tiger, you'd think, has been through this a thousand times over, right? After the first round, play relatively well, you know, get ready for round two. But then you factor in not just the physical rehab, but also the mental rehab of, I'm, Tiger Woods is probably the type of guy, you can hear it in his voice, that as well as he played for us yesterday, he thought he should be in the lead. He shot. He and so you you get done yesterday. I'm sure the rehab and all the things he has to ice and the stretching and the extra shots and and the things he eats. I mean, I'm sure that is an immense amount of preparation, even the night before, right? But then there's also the mental part of the. Well, I can win this thing. I'm back, right? You you can't you can't convince the Tiger Woods that he can't win the tournament. Right now, I don't think Tiger Woods thinks he can't win the tournament. And Tiger's famous for being a, a golf grinder, which is, you know, finding a way to finish in the top 10 even when you don't play well. So, yes, I agree with you, but I think in terms of rehab, I would look at it as much mental as it is physical. I, I truly wonder, when he lost his concentration going back to eight yesterday and what's happened here out of the gate on day two, how much of it is mental? And by mental, I don't mean, you know, uh, lack of confidence, but more the idea of going from, I don't know if I can play in this tournament to why the hell can't I win this tournament? Does that make sense? It does. I think that there's a, um, we never really were worried about the mental part, but I think that he's dealing with things in this particular, on this particular day, he's dealing with something he's never really had to deal with. And that's like, overcoming a pain or something with his body that might not be right um and and how that impacts and i th- i know i think the weather is is pretty rough as well but i it, it's an interest i think it's a first for tiger and that he's he's trying to overcome something maybe that he hasn't had to deal with here no question and i think uh i i i i'm fascinated to hear what he has to say after this but i'm also really interested to see if he can get it back cuz the other thing about this golf course and when you've had success with this golf course and and the reason that he's been so good on sundays with the lead is you know you don't have to go out and score you make everybody else try and catch up to you and inevitably they will fail inevitably they will that you know you if you try too hard to score in golf that's when you screw up and I do wonder if he, you know, sticks to his plan or if he, you know, goes for it on par fives. If he tries to do things where his game is not truly capable as of yet. Uh, Ilo, when you watch, what do you think? Good afternoon, by the way, Doug. Nice Good to afternoon to you, Isaac Lohenkron. I'm shocked. I, I think what shocked me the most of all was what just happened that you described on the fifth hole, because initially it looked like he had an opportunity for uh, birdie, and I'm like, all right, it's going to be a par, and then uh, the unspeakable and unthinkable, well, maybe a little more thinkable happens today. Actually, do we, do we have that on our board here? It says we have a live feed into the CBS Executives trailer at Augusta. Stand by. Let me see if I can pop this up. Let's see. No, do we have that? 
Oh, we don't have it right now. That's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. Uh, it was a sound effect of grown men weeping, uh, if I can put it that way. That's so. exactly that's exactly what's taking. Literally, place. what's a year? Absolutely right. I mean, how about how about CBS doesn't have the Final Four of the year? They have Carolina and Duke, and then Tiger may not make the cut. That would be. Oh, there it is. There it is. Right now. We, we, that's that's Sean McManus. That, <laughs> that is Sean McManus. <laughs> Been a rough week for you. Yeah, at first they lose Duke in the championship game, and now this. Well, they didn't have. Remember, they didn't have the Final Four, so they finally get. You finally get Duke oh, and Carolina right. in the Final Four, and they don't have it that year. Yeah, true TV executives are crying too. I suppose. That uh, absolutely. Um, Ramos, how about you? When you when you watch Tiger, what do you think? I don't know, Doug. Uh, really? Oh, nice I was way Sam. To... Sorry, I was Sam. That was a pretty good Ramos, I must say, though. <laughs> wow. give, me, give me the Ramos. Give me the Ramos impression again. Hey, uh, Doug, uh, I think Tiger, he opened really well. I, uh, That's about all I got, yeah. That's all you And got. I run out of confidence, yeah. Uh, of course, you, we, we are all shocked to see Tiger open like this. The man can still play golf, but um, here we are maybe shrinking back down to form, or I guess what we what we thought we would see coming into it. Maybe it's bouncing out a little bit. Yeah, a little back to life, back to reality. It's still fun to watch, and you still like it. It really is interesting on how there's there's a Kobe element to it, where there were plenty of people who didn't like Tiger for a long time, that now whether it's empathetic, sympathetic, or just, um, or or maybe it's the looking back, you know, the the idea that it, it brings you back to ten, fifteen years ago. Uh, there's it feels like there's far more Tiger fans just rooting for him to succeed than there ever have been before. There have always been Tiger fans, but just like LeBron and any of the greats of, of any game, there's also been Tiger haters. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So, Iowa Sam, how old are you? I am 15 years old. No, seriously. I'm 35. Okay. How do you know this song goes with golf? I love Caddyshack, man. I grew up okay. on I grew up on the classics like Caddyshack, um, uh, Animal House. You know, my dad my dad gave me the v, the VHS tapes and said, uh, you know, watch these, and and they're they're a piece of my heart now. I love you. Were you a caddy? Are you a Caddyshack guy, or are you a doesn't stand up to the t- to, to time guy? Boy, surprisingly, I'm more like the generation ahead. It's like the, Iowa Sam and myself. Our souls got interchanged here. I'm more of a late '80s, early '90s Home Alone, John Hughes, John Candy kind of kind. Well, of John, show. I mean, you can't look. Why can't you? You can't be both. I'm definitely both. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I love John Hughes. I mean. Um, all of all of his movies, uh, all of them speak to me. Um, I mean, then look, Tin Cup is more of a real golf movie, but you don't. And, and I'll be honest, like there are parts of Caddyshack which are just it's can be a terrible movie and not crazy funny. But it's, there's also like usually a delineation in how old you are. You know, if you're 40 yeah, or older, yeah. you usually are you know Caddyshack and like Caddyshack. If you're under 40. Very rare that people reference Caddyshack, Caddyshack because it was like forty years ago. Right, well, Cad- Caddyshack has just never done it for me, and the same for Animal House. I'm more of a planes, trains, and automobiles kind of guy. That was more late '80s. That that's also a great movie, Isaac. But I think that Caddyshack is very uh, witty. It's very dry humor, and I think that it can stand the test of time. And the cast is unbelievable. Rodney and, Dangerfield, by the way, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to rewatch that scene where they pull into the parking lot and Wang gets out and he starts snapping photographs, and then they go into the uh, the pro shop. I mean, I, I just relive those. Uh, Wang, don't this place is don't this place is restricted. Don't tell him you're Jewish, okay? <laughs> I just it's a it's a it's one of the best comedies of all time. In my well, opinion. I mean, Rodney Dangerfield's so. I, I mean, I really feel like. I mean, like, look, it it does feel on some level like Dangerfield was trying to top Bill Murray, who was trying to top. Chevy Chase, that that's what it, you know, who's uh, who played uh, what's the guy who played uh, Judge Smales? I mean, Ted he's, Knight. Ted Knight's yeah. incredible. Oh, in he's you got all these different wavelengths of of humor and comedy. Yes. Like like Chevy Chase is more laid back and kind of more dry and and then I, he- I think I think that's the that's the that's the part that that we do miss on right in terms of pure yucks, you know, and 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 the movie itself, like I think it could be remade and it would be outstanding. But you have to also remember for the at the time, like and and to a certain extent, what's funny at the time now, like things you can't get away with, right? You couldn't get away with 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 having Wang and take pictures, but that was the 
But that was the um, uh, that was uh, the that was the stereotype of the Japanese tourist back in the eighties, right? That they would come and they would take lots. Do you guys remember? Like we all remember this, right? And so, like those stereotypes, you couldn't do. But I, I just think, you know, it's like if you ever you ever seen uh, Cannonball Run? I'm oh yeah, Cannonball Run. I'm, I'm a big Cannonball Run. Um, I, and I've, I've I've let you guys in on this before. Smoking the Bandit's like my favorite movie of all time. The the, the if Isaac were to sit there and go like, hey, you know, I just I, I don't I've ne- those have never done it for me because I don't think they're funny. I understand. I, I I think I think Slapshot actually it has is more classically funny now and does stand up, but I also think that you you have to factor in. Ted Knight was amazing. That was like riding Dangerfield's first movie, and Dangerfield thought he was bombing because nobody was laughing on the set, and he didn't know what it was like to 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 make a movie. Let's go Ted- while we're young. You know, Chevy Chevy Chase at the time was very funny. Like Chevy Chase for the last fifteen years has not been even mildly entertaining. That was at peak all. Chevy Chase. Peak. Chevy <laughs> I don't Chase. know about peak. No, well, okay. Fletch, Fletch was peak. Chevy Fletch, Chase. Okay, Fletch was peak. Chevy Caddyshack Chase. was up there. Fletch was a few years later, but that. But come on, Ty. Come on, that's a classic character. Tie me up your ties, Ty. I think Brian. You had, uh, you had, you had uh, you, Judge Smales, but Jill said Spalding. Oh, ten bucks, amazing. Ten bucks says he eats it. <laughs> <laughs> Ten bucks as he eats it. I mean, it's amazing. Bill Murray's brother was it Brian Murray? He steals every scene he's in. Pick up that blood. The uh, you it, see it? Pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Murray's, Bill Murray's so so good in it, right? I mean, there's there's just there's little pieces in it. I, I, I so Isaac, if you tell me like the movies eh, never did it for me, I get it. I understand, but it, it, you know, if you take the period of time which is created, and I don't, was there ever a golf? I also think that it it makes fun of a lot of the things of that era and of kind of country club America. Oh yeah, that is oh, just yeah. so yeah. amazing, and you know, like uh, the I I think that part of it. You know, the, the the Spalding's the example. This bullet. I want a cheeseburger. I want a. You'll get nothing and like it. Like that that part to it. So I guess I'm talking myself around that I hamburger? understand. Yeah. No, a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. I want a milkshake. I want potatoes. You'll chips. get nothing and like it. <laughs> I had to do it, Doug. I'm sorry. So good. So good. Remember, there's also the. Uh, uh, who was it who was playing. Was it the was it the preacher or the was he a um, the, the priest the priest and he gets electrocuted was, he gets electrocuted the good Lord would never stop the greatest down of my life <laughs> yeah that part's amazing too we're gonna make a Caddyshack fan of Isaac and actually I'm becoming more of a Caddyshack fan while talking myself into it it's a, no. it's a top five for me I think all time top all time oh yeah or I, sports all time no no all time. Uh, Caddyshack is is all one time. Of oh yeah, yeah. I never what? get sick of watching it. When, when you say dated and whatnot, maybe there's some dated stuff, but like the yeah, but the, okay, but but the jokes like, are still very said, relevant. Okay, but you you mentioned John Hughes movies. Like if I say uh, okay, um, uh, Breakfast Club or Caddyshack. Yeah, Caddyshack for me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Sixteen th- Candles or Caddyshack? <laughs> See, that's a certain kind of humor that I, I guess I'm the opposite of Isaac. I, that's less funny to me than the Caddyshack humor. Oh, okay. And Fletch humor, um, yeah. Okay, so Fletch or Caddyshack? 
See, that's tough because I think I put I put Fletch in my top five. Man, that's a tough one. Do, see if you do top five. Remember, don't top five me, is only five movies. <laughs> don't make that's me the, decide that's the thing. This is a lot movies. like this is a lot like we do this with NBA players. Oh, he's a top five NBA player. Like, okay, well, so then you got to take out Embiid. You got to take out Jokic. You got to take out uh, uh, Greek Freak, right? You got to take out Kevin Durant. And like, all right, who's that? Who's the fifth? If you're going to do those or top five, like, um, you know, what about uh, what's his name in in Dallas? You know, so you you know you have. It's like how many guys are top five? We we say we say there's top five players in the NBA, but really we're talking about like 15 guys. Okay, here You're it goes. Top five movies. Here it goes. You can only have four other movies. <laughs> here it goes. Uh, Boogie Nights, Pulp Fiction, Rounders, Caddyshack, Fletch. Period. Wow. Boom. Wow. Walk off. So there hasn't been anything of that level <laughs> since Rounders was made 25 years ago. I think, yeah, I think Boogie Nights came out between then, but yeah, no, no, I I think, yeah, the great movie stopped in the 90s for me, I guess. What about like Step Brothers? It's a good comedy. Loved it. Yeah. Okay. It's a good movie, but we're Anchorman. talking top five movies, and you're like, you're not going to put Shawshank Redemption on that list? You're nope. not going to do Fargo? You're not going to do, um, what are some of the what are some of the other great ones of, of all time? Um, you know, like... Is there not a rom-com that, that slides? Because like, the way my brain works, you'd pick one rom-com, one pure comedy, one like sports comedy, one drama, you know, one thriller. Um, and then, you know, I mean, like Life is, Life is, is it was Life is Wonderful? Is that what that, that one was? That was it? Life is Beautiful? Life is Beautiful. It's a Wonderful Life. Of Benini? Um, yeah. So th- there's wow. a- Wow. I don't know if I would do. I would. I would not say any of those are top. We have not mentioned a top five. I, your list is a five, top five good good watches. Look, I will. I say this all the time. Deadpool is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I think Deadpool. Put Deadpool versus Caddyshack. I don't know. I'd have to side with Caddyshack. Really, Isaac? I'd still have to go with Caddyshack. Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I get no respect at all. No respect. You know, just the other day, I told my wife to take out the garbage. I told her, you cooked it. You take it out. Anyway, um, uh, uh, John Middlecoff joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. How good is this watching this golf? This is just, what's going on with Tiger today? Why is he, uh, why all the bogeys? Well, he he looks a little stiffer today, and he's naturally when you got a rod in your leg and you got a fuse back, you know he's not the most uh, fluid athlete anymore. But today he looks, I mean, he looks more like a sixty-year-old than a guy that's forty-six, which is understandable. But he actually, right as I came on, hit a nice shot. He's going to have probably a fifteen-foot putt for birdie. So luckily, it's pretty clear that the greens right now are like concrete. The wind is pumping there. And uh, there's carnage everywhere. So as long as he doesn't shoot like 80, he'll be, you know, he'll be floating around. He is on he, right now. He's on track to shoot 80. Yeah, but it, but 80's on the 80's on the table. So. Yes, you know, yes. It, it, he it, just it, has to. He, he needs to. He didn't do this yesterday, and he the whole two today. He needs to birdie some par fives. If he's not going to birdie the par fives, no, he can't. He can't score. He, and he, he used to be able to score on. He used to be dominate the par fives there. That's what's. That's what's got to be hard. There is a parallel between Tiger and Tom Brady, right? Because if if people forget, if you get back before Tom Brady left New England, it was very he was he may have been considered the most successful, but in terms of likability, lovability, like America didn't love him, and now 
he, Tom Brady's like America's quarterback, right? Like, oh, that's our guy. And I think Tiger's kind of the same thing. Like, he used to be very polarizing, and yet I, I pointed this out. Phil's nowhere to be found. Phil's like persona non grata. And Tiger, people just want to see Tiger play any sort of golf now. I think one, I, I agree. I actually think their greatest parallel is just their determination and drive for their addiction of their sport. Because yeah. Tom, you know, for even the majority of his career was always smiling and felt like, you know, he was just nice to other guys. Tiger kind of had the Kobe vibe where it's like, you know, he doesn't have many friends. But like Kobe, RIP, when he, like, turned that 40 mark, yeah. it's like this is a different human. And he yes. became very likable. And I say it all the time. Yeah, I know you're a parent, but I, I think the two most relatable things for any person is when you take a lot of pride in your parents or your kids. And it's pretty clear, Tiger, his daughter inducted him to the Hall of Fame. He started crying when he was talking about his father who passed away years ago and his mom was sitting right there. I actually just think he's become, you know, for a guy that's worth, I mean, who knows, maybe a billion dollars who lives on a compound with a golf course, his own behind him is not very relatable, does have some now relatable qualities yeah. in his older age. No, no, no question about it. All right, let's get to some football stuff. Um, uh, Debo Samuel takes down all the stuff for the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> he does the Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. I want a new contract. But we've seen other guys play this game and get shipped off because well, I'll let somebody else pay that bill, overpay for a wide receiver. Now, part of it is Kyle loves him because he uses him all over. And he should love Kyle because Kyle used him. Because there's not necessarily one place or one thing he does great, but he does. he's just a great football player, and they find ways to make him into a great football player. How do you think this game ends with him, you know, kind of threatening and going into last year of the contract wanting a new deal? Yeah, I think he's, of all the group of guys, right, the, the two guys that got traded and extended, and then Diggs, who got traded a couple years ago and just got a big extension, and then D.K. Metcalf and A.J. Brown and Debo, the unsigned guys. Obviously, the difference is of the, the young three, those other three, that's their third contract, right? Diggs, is, this is the third contract of his career. Obviously, Devontae and Tyree kill the same thing. Now, Debo Samuel has the shortest resume of that entire group. Obviously, the older guys have been doing it for years. You know, A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf were immediately pretty elite players like year one. It was clear. Remember, D.K. was like, wow, how'd this guy fall into the second round? And then A.J. Brown, by the second half of his rookie year, was like, this guy's a monster. And Debo, it took a couple years to be viewed at all those guys' level. It took him to his third year. Two years ago, Debo, now granted it was, you know, Corona 2020, weird year, showed up out of shape and then was hurt a lot, in, you know, two years ago. So his resume is the shortest of the group. Now, like you said, he's the, he's the hardest to describe out of the group because he's just, I mean, probably pound for pound, one of the best football players in the league. But when you pay a wide receiver, like if I pay Diggs or I pay Devontae or I pay A.J. Brown, they just do their work outside. And the rules have changed now, right, so I don't have Steve Atwater and John Lynch killing them. Unless they, like, pull hamstrings or whatever, and, I, you know, anyone could tear an ACL. Like, that's just out of everyone's control. But they're not in as much harm or harm's way as, you know, years before. So you feel pretty good. Like, to me, Tyree Kill has had some hamstring injuries. But when it comes to Devontae, for example, or even Diggs, like, they, they should still have two, three, four high-level years. You feel very good about them under contract. With Debo, you know, I've been to these practices and stood five feet away from him. He's built like a running back. You know, his body is much more compact. You know, DK and A.J. Brown, I mean, DK looks like Terrell Owens. A.J. Brown just looks like a monster outside, like an Alshon Jeffrey type, but even better. 
that's that's where I get concerned with Debo. And I I'm on the Niner side on this one. Like now, I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think any of these young guys, like all the guys that got traded. I mean, Diggs did a couple years ago, but he was button heads with the head coach. Devontae and Tyreek did, but like that was going to be their third contract with the team that drafted them. You know, all these guys were drafted by the general managers that are still there. Sure. And I, I understand. I mean, there was a report yesterday. Debo wants to be the highest paid, like non quarterback or something like Debo. You, just two years ago, you were, came to camp out of shape, you know. And I, I get. In fairness to him, he's just thinking like I literally carried this franchise to the playoffs because he did. I mean, that's, you can't argue that. Well, right? they have they have like five guys that are just great football players, right? You know, I mean, he and Kittle on the offensive side of the ball are just better than most every dude that that they're going against. Yeah, you know, both diff- uh, Fred yeah. Warner. I mean, they yes. got guys that can just take over. Yes, they have like five five of those. Yeah, you name four of them. They have Trent, like five, Trent Williams. Five. That, that's that, that's that, that's the fifth. Right, so you get three on offense, two on defense, and a couple others, you know, in that kind of quasi, and 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 how they how they manage it. But it is it's going to be fascinating. What it's, happens com- it's with- a complicated situation because one thing, like two of their best five players, right, Kittle and Fred Warner, in a sense, get screwed because their positions don't get paid. Like right. Kittle got like thirty million dollars, you know, guaranteed money. That's the easiest contract the 49ers will ever sign. Even Fred Warner didn't. Now Trent did. But you go, well, Hall of Fame left tackle, every team in the league would pay that guy, right? So it's whatever. And same thing with Bosa. Like, Bosa will want a little more than his brother, and they'll be like, yeah, who cares? Like, you're, you know, you're one of the best players in the league. But the think- thing, I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't trade him. Like, let's hypothetically say the Jets. I'm sure you saw that story. Now, granted, it was Howard Eskin, but he said the 10th pick for DK Metcalf. Well, what did the Jets call the Niners? You know, they got LaFleur, who worked for Kyle, was around Debo, and said, we'll give you the 10th pick. You know, because the 10th pick is worth a lot more than, like, the 22nd pick or the 25th pick. So the 10th pick for Debo Samuel. And you go, well, we can get Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson or some sweet player, right? But there's no guarantee that that guy for the 49ers would be as good next year when the 49ers are trying to win because you could justify it in your head. Like, you get this guy on a four-year guaranteed contract, cost control, cheap. Like it's, but the Niners just did that with DeForest Buckner. And they got Kinlaw from the SEC, and it was it wasn't as good. been a disaster, right? You know? Yeah, no, no. Every, you know, I, I think I, I think that's why the using the second and the third round picks and get a volume of picks is probably the bet is probably the better play, right? It probably, I want to ask you about the 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 lawsuit thing is fascinating that they Steve Wilkes hopped in and he's like, look, I was a placeholder coach, like. Jim Tom Sula was a placeholder coach, and oh yeah, by the way, ironically, his quarterback got the exact same treatment he got. Right, Josh Rosen was quarterback, then he got replaced. Only difference was, you know, you switched out a a coach who was black for a coach who was white, and a quarterback who was white for a quarterback who was black. Like they just switched. I guess my problem when I when I when I read it, I don't I don't understand how a parallel could be made that it has anything to do with his race. Or yeah, the, the, to, to to me, the Ray Horton situation with Malarkey saying that I separate that like that. There to me, that's one's going to be interesting. The Steve Wilkes thing's a joke. He, he was a terrible coach, just like Freddie Kitchens, just like Jim Tom Sula, just like this year Urban Meyer, and he got canned immediately. And part of his argument was like, well, the white GM kept his job because he got the DUI. Now, I said at the time, like you get a DUI, especially in a place like Scottsdale, like that, you're the general manager. If, if you want to fire him, okay. But he had a ton of equity in that franchise, right? He hired Bruce Arians. He had drafted all the sweet players that were on that team. They had made the playoffs several times, and anyone that lives out on the West Coast knows 
the Cardinals were mainly a joke beside that one Kurt Warner year for like 30 years. So he did a lot for the Bidwell family, and I think he's proven again. Like, he can build a team. But Steve Wilkes, now, if anything, you could have fired him for hiring Steve Wilkes. If you remember Steve Kime, when he hired Wilkes, they, like, he met him. I mean, I think they had met before the combine, but, like, they ran into each other spring break or over the summer when he was a coordinator on, like, you know. I I think, right? Yeah, like the, the beach. And he's like, I really like this guy. But he was completely over his head. Just like a lot of coaches are, and they get fired immediately. You know, yes. there's nothing, and yes. and I think part of it now there's like a bitterness because ultimately Flores, like he's going to be a coach in the league again, right? I mean, a head coach one day. Steve Wilkes never is, and he shouldn't be. Just like Jim Tom Sula never will be. Just like Freddie Kitchens. But the difference is, or not the difference, but all three of those guys when they were hired, for example, Freddie Kitchens, Jim Tom Sula, and Steve Wilkes, if they had won or just been credible their first year, they're not getting fired. Right. Jim Tom Sula was laughed out of this area. Uh, Freddie Kitchens was, I mean, it was clear by like week two, like this ain't going to work. And the reason they got Kyler Murray was because that year Steve Wilkes led them to the number one overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, you, you're, you're preaching, to the, preaching to the choir. Um, okay, la- last thing. What do you think the Packers do at wide receiver? I just think they're going to be pretty beholden to the draft, and you and I have been talking about it, and even back to the Debo thing, it's just risky. You know, for every Jamar Chase and Garrett Wilson, some of these guys that hit the ground running, like most guys just take a little time, and it's not like they're picking in the top ten. Even their two picks, right, are in the 20s, so it, it feels like they're going to be – they're just not going to have a choice. Now, I also think that, you know, there are trades that happen during training camp – there's still some movement there. There's still some veteran-type guys out. Maybe you strike lightning, you know, you kind of – you just get lucky a little bit in terms of, you know, I don't even – Julio Jones, the name that comes to mind. But just guys like that, some older players. I mean, they tried it last year with Randall Cobb. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they are just going to be much more run-heavy than even they've been. now. And ultimately, you know, you just get some credible guys that Aaron can elevate them. But – I think it's fair to say I, I wouldn't pet uh, Aaron Rodgers to win his third straight MVP. I, I feel pretty confident about that. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm with you, but I do think there's got to be some sort of plan, and I'm interested to see what it is. Like, how did they, what, there, there's, I just don't think there's any way they could have gone to Aaron Rodgers and go, look, we're going to give you a new deal, and we might trade, uh, if, if we end up trading Devontae, um, he, here's, here's our plan. He had to, and I don't, I can't see him okaying, hey, we're just going to get a bunch of rookies in here. It's well, I be- agree, but the, the, the thing I think popped up, the, the Athletic wrote an article that Devontae wanted out like right after the combine, and yes. I bet at the combine they had agreed with Aaron Rodgers. So it was a lot of moving parts. Like Aaron, you know, probably wasn't going to back out then, even though he's probably like, this isn't ideal. Yeah. So it was just, it all kind of happened together fast, and Aaron Rodgers was all in on the money. So it was just, you know, in a weird way, he might be a little screwed in this situation. John Middlecoff, Three and Outs Podcast. Download it. Enjoy the golf and the weekend. We'll talk soon, bro. See you, Doug. Later. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to a game. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game Time is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals trust for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawn mowers. And for us weekend shows, Hustler Turf is a full line of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Isaac Lohenkron, I already know the game is psychic because I'm psychic. I, I was just going to say. Psychic? What a defeat of the purpose. All right, Psychic, will we see a player putting on the green jacket for the first time ever this Sunday. I'll preface this by saying, among those now in contention, a first-time Masters participant named Taylor Gooch. He is just two shots off the lead, and he's from Oklahoma Oklahoma State University. Yes, I was texting with Taylor last night. I'm so excited for him. Great dude. Funny dude. We'll get him on next week regardless. Uh, I'm going to go with yes. Plus, Plus, the Gooch... Again, uh, Iowa Sam's not old enough to remember. Do you guys remember who the Gooch was in TV fame? No, I remember Mrs. Gooch's health food market. No. Who? No. Who? Jay Stu, you? It sounds so familiar. What is it? Do you guys remember, um, uh, was what was the show, uh, Different Strokes? Sure, of course. Yes. Right? What you talking about, Willis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gooch was the bully in the show. You never oh, saw the Gooch. The Gooch was the bully. Okay. All right, go ahead. Keep going. We got a couple more. Okay. Will Debo Samuel have a new contract before this upcoming season? Uh, yes. Yes, I believe he will have a new contract. <laughs> I, I don't know which, 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 with which team. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, will he refollow the 49ers on Instagram? Will the Lakers have both LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the roster to start next season? 
Yes. Yay. All right, LeBron agrees with you. Will Steph Curry be first-team All-NBA this year? Psychic. He went through a nasty slump. I mean, I think he should be, but I don't think he will be. I mean, I think Luka Doncic and Devin Booker will be the guards. Remember, All-NBA, they still do the traditional, have to do positional. I have to do positional. So I'm going to go no. No, and you won't. finally, Psychic, and by the way, please ask Taylor Gooch to put the Y back in his name. Will a team other than the Dodgers come out of the National League this year? No. no. I saw the Padres do the Padres thing last night. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It was fun to see the Padres give up a walk-off last night, wasn't it? Anybody else enjoy that one a great deal? I of course. I know, I know you guys did. LeBron shut it down for the season. And won't chase the scoring title. There's more to it. We'll get to it next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.